Hello, and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of Harvest Church here in Elk Grove. We're excited to have you join us as we share God's message of hope and love. Each week, we bring you a new message from our pastors and guest speakers designed to inspire, uplift your spirits, and challenge you. Whether you're listening on your commute, at home, or on a walk, we hope these messages will bring you closer to God and help you on your faith journey. So without further ado, let's listen in. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love for each one of us. We thank you for the power of your word. In Jesus' name, we ask that you, Lord God, would be glorified today. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We ask you to stay. You would speak to our hearts. We pray for a corporate anointing. That you would give us ears to hear and eyes to see, hearts to perceive, Lord God, what you are saying, Holy Spirit, that all of us, that our hearts would be turned from our own selves, that we would be changed, we would be healed for the glory of God. We love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, amen. Amen. All right, we're going to be in Acts chapter 8 this morning. So if you open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 8, and the reason I'm saying lean in, because we got some scriptures to go through, but I know that you're going to be attentive and you're going to lean in to what God has. Acts chapter 8, we're going to start in verse 4. Today we're asking, whose voice are you listening to? Acts 8 will show us what listening to the proper voices can do in all of our lives. Verse 4, those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was a great joy in that city. Now for some time, a man named Simon, who practiced sorcery in the city, was amazed and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, the man is rightly called the power of God. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. Verse 12. But when they believed Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the gospel of the kingdom in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized. And he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles that he saw. What was happening in the church during this time? There was persecution. Stephen had just died. Great persecution was happening in the church. The Apostle Paul was hauling people out. The Apostle Paul was not Paul yet. He was still Saul, and he was hauling people into jail, and he was, he was persecuting the church. That's what was happening. And even during the midst of that time, what happened? The disciples were preaching the gospel. So the situation was persecution in the church, and, the, and, and what they did was their action was to continue to preach the gospel. What was the results? The impure spirits came out of people. The demons came out of people. People were getting healed, the lame and the paralyzed. People were getting born again and water baptized. In the midst of all of that, God was moving by his Holy Spirit. Even in the midst of what appeared to be so much chaos, what are our, our results Determining whose voice we listen to today will also determine what the outcomes will be for our own lives. What happens when we're persecuted? If our families reject us for our faith or our coworkers reject us for our faith, 
or our neighbors reject us for our faith, what happens? What do we do? Do we complain or do we continue to proclaim and to share the good news? I know I've been guilty of complaining in the past and I've had to ask the Lord for, to forgive me and to help me to work through those things. What our results will be will be determined by what our actions are. And what our actions are was, is often determined by whose voice we are listening to. Are we continuing to preach? Verse 14, let's pick that up. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them, they had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of hands of the apostles, he offered them money. And he said, give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, may your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray that the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, Pray to the Lord for me so that nothing that you have said may happen to me. After they had further proclaimed the word of the Lord and testified about Jesus, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem preaching the gospel in many Samaritan villages. More results. What happened? More persecution. People are getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. More results, more people getting filled, more people getting saved as a result of the persecution. It's important to note here that oftentimes when, genuine, when a genuine move of God is not present, we can be duped in thinking that things that appear to be godly, appear to be spiritual, are spiritual when they're really not. That's why it's important for all of us to be rooted. We lean into the Word of God. The book of Acts is very prescriptive not so much descriptive. What does that mean? In other words, it is, it is telling us of what things that we should be doing today too. It's prescribing that. It's not just describing something that happened 2,000 years ago and it's just a history book for all of us. We too should be engaged in the, in the, in the same type of activity that the apostles did. We can say this because the word of God says a passage of scripture we're all too familiar with. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, help me church, Today and forever. Jesus Christ is the same. And if he's the same, then he's still doing the same things. He said this. Jesus referred to the miracles that he performed. And he, he said, greater things and greater signs that you will do in my name. Because I go to the Father and I send you a helper. That should be our experience today. That's what he was prescribing. That is what we should be experiencing. The people of Samaria were experiencing a genuine move of God. Philip hears the voice and it gave him instructions. And if you're taking notes, your point one today is hear God's voice. Hear God's voice. In verse 26, now the angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Here is where everything becomes a little interesting. There was a move of God going on. Great things were happening. 
everything seemed like it was perfect in the sense of God is moving. I need to be here. This is what I need to be doing. What are the voices that we're listening to? When everything is going good, who are we listening to? When everything's going bad in our lives, who are we listening to? In today's pop culture, we often hear advertising, advertisements encouraging us to spend our money here. In order, if we do that, we're going to look a certain way, we're going to smell a certain way, we're going to have nice teeth, we're going to get this relationship, we're going to have this joy in our lives. Whose voice are we listening to? But if you're like me, <clears throat> I don't pay for, like, YouTube, right? So I don't pay for YouTube. So if you don't pay for YouTube and you watch or are on YouTube, you get a lot of advertisements and even interruptions and in whatever it is that you're trying to engage in. Lots of advertisements of wanting you to part with your money. Right? Anybody? Okay. You're there with me. Some of you, okay, some of you are like me. You're not paying for YouTube. Now, there's others like Pastor Nelson, who is a self-proclaimed super YouTuber. <laughs> he amen that for those of you on this side that didn't hear that. For those that he amen that he is a super YouTuber. What is that? For, you don't, for those of you who don't know what a super YouTuber means, is that he watches a lot of YouTube. In fact, Pastor Nelson has a subscription that allows him to avoid all the advertisements that are then sent to me. <laughs> and some of you. Okay, you're laughing because some of you too are getting those advertisements. Okay, we're on the same page. All right, you're feeling me. We have to discipline ourselves to silence the other voices in order to hear God's voice, right? Where did God want him to go? Verse 26 says he wanted to go on a desert road. Didn't God know that he was moving in Samaria? Didn't God know that? But why then was he speaking to Philip to go on a desert road? How do you respond when the Holy Spirit speaks to you? Sometimes you don't obey. Sometimes I don't obey. Do I obey right away? That's what he was looking for. We need to know what it is that God's speaking to us, even in the midst of what seems to be something that, wow, this is so right. And that's why we can't depend upon our feelings, because something might feel good, feel right, but we need the Word of God, like what Pastor Micaiah was saying. We need God's Word to, to root us and to ground us so that we can hear His voice and we know whether or not that's the voice of God or the voice of pizza, or the voice of our children nagging us. Whose voice is that? It's the voice of God. Philip was known in Samaria, and God was moving in Samaria. Philip is not moved by what he sees or what he hears. He was listening to the voice of God. He heard God's voice. His spiritual ears were tuned into what God was saying, and he was instructed to go to the desert road. Philip is going to an unknown place, and he just starts going. Whose voice are you listening to? He doesn't know where he's going. He just simply obeys. Can you imagine our own lives and what that happens if that, we were faced with that? He went from a place of being known to a place of anonymity. As human beings, we are always comfortable with things that are familiar, Pastor Micaiah shared that with us, like when she left her hometown to come here, that was comfortable, right? All of us, we want, we want familiar surroundings, we want familiar people, 
we want familiar food. <laughs> I must respond the same way that Philip responded. We all must respond in the same way Philip responded. Point two, if you're taking notes, is that we need to obey God's voice. Obey God's voice. Verse 27 says, so he started out, and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of the treasury of the clandate, which means queen of Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah. Who is the Ethiopian eunuch? Okay, we're going to focus on Ethiopian and not so much on the eunuch today. That's for another message. <laughs> okay, the Ethiopian man was a God-fearer. He had, he had made a chariot, the chariot journey from Ethiopia to Jerusalem. Bible historians tell us that that's about a 75-day journey by chariot. So if he, he, had, he had money, and he was by chariot. He wasn't walking. He wasn't on a horse. He wasn't on a donkey. He was on a chariot, and he made that, and he was on his way home. Have you ever been minding your own business, doing what God called you to do, and you're experiencing God, and the Holy Spirit speaks to you like he did Philip, and he says that you need to go from a place of success to a place of anonymity? Am I hearing correct? My ear's plugged. Happens when I go swimming and the water gets in my ear. My ears get plugged sometimes. When presented with, with God's voice, Philip was obedient. What do we do when God says for us to go to some place that's unfamiliar? No, we want a better place. I don't know if you're just talking about me. Or a bigger place. Or a more influential place, right? Our society, pop culture, is all about being an influencer. The young people know that. Influencer, influencer, influencer. So important to be an influencer. How are you going to be an influencer when you're on a desert road? Going to you don't know where, which might be nowhere, as far as you're concerned. Scripture records Philip's obedience. He doesn't say, why am I going what am I supposed to do when I go to wherever? I don't know where I'm going. It doesn't say that. I'm not sure what my response would be. I might say, Lord, are you sure? I might be thinking, oh, maybe I'm not hearing clearly. Friends, the Holy Spirit is speaking. He is speaking. He is speaking. Whose voice are we listening to? Are we hearing him or are we waiting in hopes that somehow he will say something else? He will change his mind if we resist long enough, and then we can do something else. I must respond in the same way that Philip responded. If I want to experience the same things that Philip experienced, I need to respond the same way that Philip responded. Sometimes we're not experiencing what we read about in the book of Acts because we're not willing to do what those apostles did during the time of the book of Acts. We don't want persecution. We don't. None of us do. I have learned from my own life that disobedience makes it very, very difficult to hear the voice of God. But when I find myself in those places, if all of us find ourselves in those places, we repent, we confess, we're forgiven, and we restore the relationship with God, and then we can hear clearly as we obey. Philip was right in the right place. 
He didn't waste time. He didn't waste time. Look at your neighbor and say, he didn't waste time. Look at your other neighbor and say, he obeyed. Okay, verse 29. The Spirit told Philip, go to, go to that chariot and stay near it. As we take the first steps that God gives us, go on the desert road. Go talk to your neighbor. Go talk to that coworker. Reconcile with that family member that you've had a problem with. As we walk, God directs. As we take a step of faith, the Holy Spirit, he is with us. He shows us enough to get us moving. And this can be exciting or it can be terrifying, right? Okay, so we'll, we'll, for my extroverts in the house, this is very exciting. I get to go to a new place and get to meet new people. Wow, all right. Sign me up. And there's others of us in the house that would say, oh, no. <laughs> I got to go to a new place, and I have to go meet new people. Think about it. He was asked to go on the desert road, and he started walking on the desert road, and he said, oh, there's a chariot. Go up to it. So he goes up to it, and then he starts creeping. He's over his shoulder. Like you just go up to somebody in line someplace. You're waiting in line at wherever you are waiting in line at your restaurant or wherever, and you just creep up to somebody, right? I mean, that's what, for someone, that the extroverts don't think that's creeping up. That's like, yeah, this is an adventure. The other people are like, this is kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Did Philip feel creepy staring over a stranger's shoulder? We don't know, but he was obedient. We must remember that today's obedience is the foundation for tomorrow's direction. We must remember that today's Obedience is the very foundation for tomorrow's direction. I understand that sometimes we want more information or we want to know why before we obey. I understand that's human nature. When we exercise faith, we are listening to the voice of God in order to obey the voice of God. We're just not wanting to hear him. We, we need to obey him. We are responsible for today's obedience. By Philip going to the desert road, he saw the chariot. And once he saw the chariot, he was instructed to go up to the chariot. And once he went up to the chariot, he was asked to stand by the Ethiopian eunuch who was in the chariot. And point number three, he, he changed the destiny. Destiny awaits those who hear and obey the voice of God. Destiny awaits those who hear and obey God's voice. The voice you are listening to will ultimately determine your destiny. And here we go. Now strap it in. We're going to go verse 30. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is a passage of scripture that the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, as a lamb before its shearers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. 
the eunuch said to Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told them the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? Then Peter said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. Hallelujah. (laughs) Because Philip was listening to the right voice, he was able to obey at the right time, ultimately leading to the right destiny for the whole nation and an entire continent. The Ethiopian eunuch was born again. He was water baptized, and he returned to Ethiopia to spread the good news. What is good news? The gospel. The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Remember now, he was on his way. He went to Jerusalem to worship. He was a God-fearer, and now he was able to go home. Do I trust the Holy Spirit to lead me? Do I trust the Holy Spirit to speak to me? Do I? That's for all of us to consider. The Ethiopian eunuch became a missionary to his own country, Ethiopia. History confirms that the old, one of the oldest churches in Christianity is the Ethiopian church. We've been to Israel several times, and in Jerusalem, there is a church, an Ethiopian church. It's one of the oldest churches that have existed. Praise the Lord. The gospel was preached throughout the continent of Africa from Ethiopia. Why not us, church? Why not now, church? Why not? Why can't we be those catalysts? Why can't we be those people? We can. And that's what the Lord is inviting us into. The Holy Spirit is inviting us into that. That is very exciting for us, friends. Philip's story can be our story. Listening to the right voice, obeying the right voice, leading to the right destiny, it's all possible. I must respond in the same way Philip responded if I want to experience the same things Philip's experienced. Right? Amen. And we need to repent. That just means to turn. If I'm walking this way, repent means to go this way. I know there's many of us who have driven and we weren't listening to Siri or navigation or reading our map in the old days or listening to our spouse. (laughs) Turn this way, and we didn't do that. So what did we have to do? We had to make a U-turn. Some of us are better at making three-point U-turns. Some of us need five-point (laughs) U-turns. But we had to make U-turns. We wonder why the roads have gotten so narrow because we used to be able to make them. Well, maybe our skills are diminishing to make the U-turn. Verse 39, when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared in Azotus and traveled about, preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. Philip was transported. After they came out of the waters of baptism, he was transported. He was transported to a new place to meet new people, to impact new destinies. 
friends, those of us that have been walking with Jesus for a long time, God's not done with us. We may have been impactful in years past. He wants to use us today. He wants to use us right now. Can I get a witness? He wants to use us. He wants to use each one of us now. It's not for a time in the past. He is the God of the present. Jesus Christ is the same. Help me, church. Yesterday? Today. That's right. Yesterday, today, and forever. Let's, go, let's stand all across this room. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. We pray that today's message has touched your heart and encouraged your spirit. We believe that the Word of God has the power to transform our lives and inspire us to be better versions of ourselves. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more inspirational messages. Until next time, may the good Lord bless you. And we look forward to seeing you at one of our weekend services and sharing with you once again next week.